You ready? Yeah. You ready? All right, hold on. Here we go. What's going on, everyone? You're listening to the Maya Nation podcast live from the Eagle Newsroom. We're in our new digs. I'm joined by Travis Brown and Robert Cessna. Fellas, how, how are we doing today? Well, we're not live un- unless people are listening to it now. Yeah, so that's it's, true. It's live to, to them, but <laughs> to us. we're good. We're good. Cease, how are you? Delayed reaction. Hey, I, I like that. I like that. That's pretty good. Well, hey, I don't know if you've heard, but Anum's not playing a football game this weekend. So Some will say they haven't played some of the other ones they were supposed to. <laughs> we're going to get to that in a second. So, you know, Cease... After every A&M game, uh, we like to hear your grades and hear your thoughts on the Aggies. So now that there's been half the season played, let's grade the Aggies collectively and just kind of look back at the first half of the season. So we've talked a lot about A&M's offense. Cease, I'll lead it off with you. How would you grade A&M's offense the first half of the season? Give them a solid F because so much was expected out of this unit. Uh you know, better at wide receiver, even though young, you know, quarterback, much deeper offensive line, a uh, couple key starters back. It's been nothing but a struggle the whole game. I mean, the whole whole season so far, six games, 108th or 10th, uh, whatever, in scoring and in total offense. This is Jimbo's bag. They're having rough times. They can't put points on the board. They can't sustain drives. Uh, offensive line's been the, been a mess. And I get it, they got a lot of young players, but still, and, and I get it, they lost Smith, that hurt them. But when you look, you got to look at the bottom line. Uh, they're just not getting anything done on offense, uh, so I have to give them an F. Travis? Yeah, I think uh, Devon A. Chain gives them a D- minus for me because he has been able to produce uh, in, in spurts throughout the season. Um, and... I think that while the rest of the offense has been very stagnant, at times A-Chain's been able to carry the the team on his shoulders. I mean, his average yards per game is fourth in the SEC at 88 per game. Uh, So uh, you can't necessarily give – I personally can't necessarily give A&M as offense uh, a complete failing grade when you have a running back who's fourth in the SEC in yards per game. But it hasn't been good by any stretch of the imagination, so D-minus. I'll give them a solid D. Um, A&M's lost probably their best 1A, 1B player, Anaya Smith. Maybe that makes a difference against Mississippi State, or especially last week against Alabama. Um, you know, Max Johnson was was good and, and serviceable in those two wins over Miami and Arkansas. Didn't turn the ball over. That was big. And uh, like Travis said, uh, A-Chain's been good, but, you know, it, AM's really struggled to get any momentum on offense, and that offensive line has just continued to be a work in progress. So, all right, defense. Travis, lead off with you. Yeah, defense uh, is got to be a, a, a C um, because it's been so up and down and, and, and had um, such good games and such bad games. Uh, I, I think uh, there's games where you, know, you look at Arkansas, you look at uh, Miami, where there's the defense won the game for them. 
um, especially that Arkansas game with the uh, touchdown, the fumble recovery touchdown. But then you look at Alabama, and that's kind of a microcosm of all of it, where they get four turnovers, and the defense helped a really stagnant offense in the beginning of the, the game by giving them good field position with those turnovers. But they also allow over 300 yards rushing, and, and you just can't do that and win an SEC uh, ball game. So it, it's so up and down um, that it has to be a C right in the middle. Cease. I'll give them a, a C plus. The deal is you have to play complimentary football, and AM's not doing it right now. Their offense is not on the field long enough. When you look at Mike Elko, he was complimented by, you know, typically AM was in a top five in time of possessions. Now they're one of the worst in time possession, which is on amazing. So a young, depleted, you know, defensive line along with some questionable linebackers have to play a lot more plays. They're giving up a lot more bigger plays, but the scoring is still down. They're only allowing about 18 points per game. Uh, but once again, when you, you look at the overall package, I expected the defense to be a lot better. But some of that problem, believe it or not, is the offense are on the field too long. Uh, that, that being said, I'll give them a C plus. I'll give them I, I teeter between a B minus and a C plus um, because, yes, the defense won the game against Miami. Really helped win against Arkansas, kept them in against Alabama. Uh, like what Durkin's done, uh, you know, what he did with Ar- in the second half of the Arkansas game, switching back to that four-man front against Alabama. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you look at the App State game. They couldn't get off the field, couldn't stop them on third down. Mississippi State couldn't keep them uh, at bay through the air. Uh, give them a little benefit of the doubt. You know, played a lot without McKinley Jackson, Shamar Turner, two guys on the defensive line that they were really going to depend on, really had to tap into a lot of youth up front. Um, and, and those guys have played well at times, but just haven't quite gotten the job done. So I, I teeter, I'd give them a C plus if I had to go with it. So special teams, Travis. Yeah, it has to be right there at a, I, I mean, I, I, I venture into like the D plus range because um, there has been some good portions. You look at Devon A. Chain's touchdown run, but as each game goes on and there's more and more uh, data to collect from, that, that becomes less and less important in the grand scheme of things. I think that uh, the, the missed field goals at the beginning of the season weren't great. I mean, A&M is third to last in punt return yards, uh, while they are second in kick return yards. It's that, it's that dichotomy. The, the punts um, from, from Nick Constantino, little, little, uh, uh, shaky at times, sometimes great, sometimes not. It, it's just such a, a back and forth with as bad as this offense has been at times. And, and you would think with how much growth they would need, the coaching staff would think they would need coming into the season. Special teams was going to have to steal some games for them and steal some possessions for them in just about every game. And there's times where they've done that, but there's times where they have whiffed pretty royally uh, and so I, th- I think it's a I think it's a D plus yeah I, I give him a C what's funny is co- going into the year I'd probably give him an A minus the only question mark to me was would Kane Davis's big leg prove true which it hasn't they'd have bring Randy Bond in and he's uh, been pretty good for a walk-on but I thought with all the talent they've had the last two years their coverage teams would be so much better with all these five-star guys. Uh, Constantino would be possibly a Ray Guy Award winner. Uh, I expected big things from the kicking game, and it, except for a chains, a one that touchdown it, return, it just hasn't been. I really thought Anaya Smith, even before he got hurt, 
would have a lot more bigger returns. Even Jimbo had talked about that. They expected him to get loose, fumbled the one against Miami, almost got returned it. And it's just I thought they would be hands above so many other teams they've played in, in the kicking game, and it hasn't been true, so I'll give them a C. Yeah, I'll give them a C, C-plus in, in that area because, you know, special teams helped win the game against Miami. They blocked the field goals that kept Miami at bay. Uh, special teams helped win the game against Arkansas, uh, kept them in the game against Alabama, and, you know, switching to, switching to Randy Bond, that was something I none of us probably foresaw happening coming into the season. And, uh, you know, you look at that Mississippi State game, the field goal they blocked and returned for a touchdown, that's when Mississippi State really took a, hel- a hold on that game, really turned the, the momentum in their favor for good. So overall coaching. Travis or Cease? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I, I mean, I think this is the, the question of the season, the storyline of the season, and how uh, up and down the coaching has been. But uh, I, I think I got to give it about a D minus because um, for most of the season, Jimbo Fisher's play calling pretty vanilla, been able to figure it out. The defense have had, for the most part, they haven't been able to move the ball uh, on defense. DJ Durkin has done a good job at times, but then you look at like the Mississippi State game, the three-man front with no pressure on the quarterback didn't work at all, um, and that was just a, a, a poor outing for the Aggies in total. And then on defense, I mean, A&M is last in the SEC in rushing defense. They're letting up 189.5 yards per game. But more importantly, if you go back to that App State game, App State, if they needed a yard or two, they could get a yard or two, and that's how the defense was not able to get off the field. Um, I, I just it's just a D minus because it, it it really has not been a great overall effort by the coaching staff so far this year. Yeah, I got to give them a solid D. Who who wants to get a solid D? And st- except when I was in school, I, I would take a solid D. But here's here's the problem: is you look at going into the season, almost every th- every group that decided they've made changes at quarterback. Uh, they made changes in the offensive line. Of course, the defensive line has been a shuffle. Uh, y- you know, you you just can't do that. You look at we wonder what's what's going the offensive line going 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 forwards is going to be like. You could say, well, yes, some of those uh, decisions they made put this guy back in the secondary. They look better. Uh, I like. I thought Durkin was a great hire. He still might prove that way. And, and I've kept track. It just seems like. Uh, sometimes if he blitzes, he, he gets he gets burnt. If he doesn't blitz, he gets burnt. That little bit of that is gut feeling, but that's why Lane Kiffs, Kiffin's Lane Kiffin. That's why Jimbo was Jimbo. Jimbo, we heard, was the riverboat gambler. You know, you look at what he did at Florida State, but, man, when, when you can't score, you're over 100 in, in offense, total offense and scoring. You're just, you're just not – things aren't working out for you, and it goes in, back to the coaching, and I know – Jimbo preaches about execution. Why aren't your guys execute? He's getting ripped. A lot of people ripping on, on his last play of the game against Alabama, where they could have won, and we'd be sitting there doing a lot of different things. I always say my deal is I had no problem with the call. I never have a problem with the call, if but if it doesn't work. Coaches are supposed to get the third and one, third and two rights. That's why Jimbo's getting paid $10 million a year. I don't have any problem with the call. I got a problem like he does with the execution. They didn't get it done. So I give them a D. They had a solid F to me going into Alabama until they came within one play uh, of winning. Yeah, I'd probably go with a D too. Um, you know, uh, 
offense has not been great. I give Jimbo credit. He made the hard decision to switch to Johnson. It paid off. They beat Miami. They beat Arkansas. What lost Johnson in that Mississippi State game? Give him credit. Haynes had his best game against Alabama. Was not necessarily expecting that. And then on defense, it's just it's kind of been a mixed bag, right? You know, you look at the game against Mississippi State. You look at the game against App State. What was AM really doing? But then when they played Miami and Arkansas, I mean, it really rose to the occasion and when it when it mattered most. And then against Alabama, of course, you know, really, really kept them in the game there. So I, I give them a D. So, all right, switching gears a little bit. Who's been AM's best player so far this season? Cease? Best, not most improved. Best player. Best player. Wow. That, that's a tough one. I would probably still go with a chain because everybody schemes to stop him. And once again, his numbers don't prove it because a lot of people thought he'd be an all-SEC uh, you know, mid, mid, mid-year selection right now. He's not because everything else around him is not that good. But I'd probably go with the chain. I'm going to go with Chris Russell uh, because mm-hmm. I think when, when everything is going right for the Aggie defense and they're able to get pressure on the quarterback, Chris Russell is, is usually right in the middle of it. And, and so, uh, yeah, when, when, when things are clicking, Chris Russell's, Russell's in the middle of it, and I think uh, he's the, the, been the Aggie's best player so far. Uh, I'll go with Antonio Johnson. I mm-hmm. think he's been pretty solid. Uh, leading tackler, made some key tackles, you know, Maybe he hasn't had the big, flashy play, but the biggest play he's made all season was when Arkansas was driving uh, to, to go ahead by two touchdowns. He tackled someone at, like, the, that was – he tackled the guy at the three-yard line that play before Jefferson tried to extend it. Mm. It looked like the guy was going to score. Antonio makes a big, big tackle right there. Um, so, you know, without that play – who knows what happens? Antonio's been just a consistent piece to that defense. All right, breakout player of the year. Yeah, I think it has to be Randy Bond, the kicker, because uh, no one in, in this side of anywhere thought that he was going to be in there kicking field goals uh, so far this season. He's five of seven. Uh, he has a miss from fifty plus and a miss from forty to fifty nine, but he's two from three from from uh, forty to fifty nine. And most importantly, he is three for three from twenty to thirty nine. Uh, been pretty nails. Uh, so yeah, I think it has to be uh, the kicker. Well, I was going to split it between two guys. I was going to split it between Jordan Gilbert, even though the defense has been so great. He's really been surprising. Uh, he's been right up there like two and three in tackles all year long for freshmen. And I was going to go with him and Russell. You mentioned about Russell because I felt Russell was a very much unknown, and he is outshone – how you pronounce it? Edgarin Gilbert, Edgarin Gilbert, Cooper, Cooper. Cooper. Mm -hmm. Everybody thought Cooper was going to be the guy, but I think Russell and uh, Gilbert have been better in joining Johnson and Damani Richardson and and Jalen Jones. We all know the secondary is very, very heavy with experience. And the fact that Gilbert can come in there and make plays and as you mentioned when you talk about breakup, your players, uh, about Russell, you mentioned about him. So I like Russell and Gilbert. Yeah, Russell has uh, leads the team at 2.5 sacks, and he has uh, 20, or excuse me, 41 total tackles. Not to mention, Andre Wye was expected to start there this season. He hadn't played this year because he's been point. injured. So yeah. Russell has been very good at linebacker for a and I'll, I'll go with Fidel Diggs because as much mm. as a relied on its mm. youth, 
he's kind of been the one consistent veteran that they have been able to to get stuff out of throughout the season. Um, and, you know, this is really his first year to get extended playing time in, in that starting role, uh, playing behind guys like, you know, Michael Clemens and DeMarvin Leal in the NFL now. But uh, he had those two big strip sacks against Bama, and, I mean, without those, A&M's probably not in the game. So uh, they're going to need him to keep it going. Okay, best game so far this season A&M's played or just the best game that A&M's been in? Had to be Alabama. I mean, that, that was just that was a lot of fun. I went over there thinking that A and M would lose by probably at least three touchdowns. I, I just felt there was no matchup that I liked A and M in the check box. And to go over there, great atmosphere, great environment. Uh, felt like you were a little bit at a, watching a game at Kyle Field. I, I, it was a lot of fun. Just. The Sam Houston State count? I don't, I, don't, I mean, no, I, it has to be Alabama, too, for basically all the reasons he said, too. All right, I'll, I'll switch it up a little bit. Oh, what you got? No, I was going to say, when you get down, are we going to talk about, you guys thought about most disappointing player, but after you give your answer, were you, were you going to yeah, do that? Yeah, that'll be a fun one. Go for it. <laughs> yeah. You, no, you do, Producing you on the fly. <laughs> no, you answer, you answer first about the, the I game. Was, I you was going to switch it up a little you bit. You answer about the game. Arkansas, because that was oh, when I got, uh, okay. that I was at. I wasn't at the Bama game last week, um, but I mean, ain't him in Arkansas, you never know what's going to happen, and I mean... Doink off the the goalpost. I mean, A and M with a the crazy choice. backyard yeah. football play. It was it was a fun game. It was a great atmosphere, and yeah. that was a huge win for A and M. They needed that desperately. I agree with one hundred percent. We forget about how great of an environment that was. That's that's right. gone back like in the quote to Southwest Classic. You have to go back like six seven years to have an atmosphere like yeah. that. All right, C's, most disappointing player, take it. Well, I was seeing if we're going to all agree on the same thing. You were so much expected of Haynes King, and he kind of disappointed. And right off the bat, I, I mean, and I've got some emails about this, and people tell me, you know, you, you got to be careful, you know, and I just laugh at him because these kids are on scholarship. They're doing NIL deals. I mean, it's not like it used to be. A lot was expected out of Haynes King, and I was kind of surprised how poorly he played. I mean, he, he just wasn't there. But now, give him credit. I want to see if he can improve, build on what Alabama. But I thought this ties in with the theme, you know, Jimbo's coaching. It's been a bad year coaching. Uh, Haynes King, I, I think – King was is is so far the most disappointing player, and I wanted to see what you guys thought. Yeah, I'll I'll mix it up a little bit. I mean, I, I totally agree. I'll mix it up and say, as Alex knows, my my focus of the whole off season was the tight end room. <laughs> Your and, reason and reason why? Like I mean, eight, six of them. Or yeah, seven. it's it's the got to be the biggest tight end room in the country, and they just aren't using tight ends. I mean, Max Wright has been hurt for a lot of the season, so he hasn't been that kind of blocking help they've had for a lot of the season. Donovan Green had the touchdown catch, and he seemed to have progressed, but I honestly didn't think Donovan Green was going to be the guy getting the most playing time this season. I thought it was probably going to be Jake Johnson. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, Blake Smith hasn't even you know, seen anything and he's been, yeah, like who's he? Yeah. And and he's been the, one of the guys who's been in the program for, for a long time and was pretty highly touted, uh, coming out. So I, yeah, I think I'll just give it to the, the tight ends as a whole. Makes sense. Yeah. You know, Cease, I think I'm going to have to agree with you with King because, you know, Last year, we looked at A&M's woes, and we pointed out it. Well, if they had Haynes King, maybe this would be different. We did say that. We said that a lot when Calzada came up short time time and time again. And, you know, 
just hearing just about his athletic ability and his running ability and then to you know just see him continue to kind of sputter and turn the ball over it was disappointing to 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 see to see how that played out and then you know he finally kind of gets it going against Alabama and you could see the disappointment he had in himself at the end of the game just just tears in his eyes mm. the the disappointment Chase Lane's got his podcast and he said af- afterward Haynes came in the locker room and just went up to every offensive player and just said I'm sorry wow and I mean, you, you feel for a kid he, like he, that. He, yeah. yeah, you feel for a guy like that who, who leaves it all out on the field. And, I, you know, he'd probably be one of the first to tell you that he's had a disappointing season. So, curious to see how AM gets it going, maybe with him yeah. the second half of the season. We'll see what happens with Max Johnson. Um, but, you know, Haynes has been a guy that has kind of fallen short of kind of the expectations we since, had. Since we're producing on the fly, can, after we're done with this one, can we do a, a two-hour special on just that last play called Alabama? I thought. <laughs> we're gonna need a, I love the way the people we're talk. Gonna, we're going to need an well, oral history. Isn't that amazing? It. Everyone I talk to, that's one of the first things. Cessna, what you think about the call? I mean, it, 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 we, we all think we're, we're good at calling plays. Like we talk about when blitz, when not the blitz. And but to come down to one play, how many times do you see a game? You could talk about all oh, the, the official wouldn't have called that holding call in the third quarter, but the last play, mm-hmm. the last play. Oh my gosh! What do you think of the last play, Travis? I I I didn't like the play call. I think it's too low percentage to go with a timing route with a quarterback that hasn't been consistent and a freshman wide receiver. Um, there, there's I mean everything. If you break it down. A chain didn't go deep enough. Uh, Haynes's throw was off. You, you don't know which begats which. And in an offensive line that has struggled with pass protection, you have uh, the, the fourth best rusher in the conference in the backfield, and he was used for blocking. And I'm not saying that they needed to hand the ball off to him. I'm kind of saying they needed to hand the ball off to him. But using him as a decoy, play, doing play action, having him, you know, uh, the, uh, I said after our thing, our our on our post game thing the other day that they should have done the this, the the typical two point play where it's a play action quarter, quarterback bootlegs out to his throwing arm and you have levels coming across the field and wide receiver. Uh, Jay Arnold made a good point when I talked to him this week in our little chat about the game that Nick Saban said they had Will Anderson on that side of the field to help prevent that kind of play. He was a spy on that kind of field. So if Haynes rolled out, he was coming and they had the the wide receivers guarded. So that I'm going to backtrack on that. Like I said, after the game, um, because that wouldn't have worked, but there, there's a, there's a myriad of two point. It was a two point conversion and you have an entire playbook and you practice that multiple times a week in practice. There's, there's gotta be a better play call than that. It's a long way of going around. But as I said earlier in this podcast, I never have any problem with a coach's call. That's why he's getting paid millions. But I'll, I'll go, Jimbo. i got a problem with execution. So you called that play. I have no problem with that play. I'm like him. I have a problem with the execution. And you're supposed to call the play that your team can execute the best. They did not execute that best. Thus, it wasn't the right call. I mean, you're, 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 a, you're a casino guy. It's just it's, it's an odds play. The odds Correct. are just too low on Correct. whether you look at it on the timing route or whatever, yep. and then the, the, the kind of play, or you look at the execution, the odds were just too low across the board. Without a doubt, because Haynes King has not done timing patterns, worked on them enough. The odds of you doing that probably went down every time because you knew they're going to get immediate pressure. So he couldn't really wait 
to see where the wide receiver was. He had to kind of guess where he was and put it in the percentage. It was a low percentage. I'd say it was probably less than, I mean, 28%. I'd love to see ESPN do one of those, but I don't think it was high. I mean, I know this isn't scientific, but Johnny Manziel in his little tirade after the game said if him and Mike Evans run that play in practice 100 times, they, they convert it 30. So, Well, I'm just saying, yeah. Yeah, I'm saying it's about 28%. I mean, and like I said, I had no problem with the call. I, I go like Jimbo. I had no problem with the execution. Well, we could definitely talk about that for two hours. <laughs> You're already, already after. All right. And still got six games to play, though. Uh, it, the championship hopes, that's out the door. But where's AM going these last six games? Where? How, how do you see AM finishing? Give me a record. I have no idea. <laughs> you know, because this team, I want to know if they can build on this. If I'm a betting man right now, which I am typically, I'd bet on eight and four. I don't think there's anybody they can't. Uh, beat. I think they might be favored on every game the rest of the way out. But I think they could if they lost three or four games, it wouldn't surprise me. Right. Travis? I, I had it at a seven and five finish. I think they lose to Ole Miss, and I think that there is another loss in there in Florida, um, potentially. Just you, that kind of toss up game where nothing works and you kind of didn't expect it. I, I think it's a, a seven and five total finish. Yeah, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. I'll say they finish 8-4. and four. I definitely see a loss in there. Don't know where it is. Could be Ole Miss. Could be South Carolina. Could be LSU. Heck, maybe it's Auburn. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but I think that there are winnable games, and I think that A&M's got some favorable matchups where you, know, you have Ole Miss and Florida at home. You don't have to go on the road. LSU's at home. A&M's played much better at home against LSU. Uh, Auburn... Auburn's on the road. Uh, will they have a head coach? Will they have a head coach, <laughs> which is why maybe Auburn could win. I don't know. Um, so I, I see him finishing 5-1, and one, going 8-4. and four. Hey, most important remaining game, though. Next one, I'll be the coach. If they lose, when you said that, I go, if they lose South Carolina and go 3-4, and four, Katie, bar the door. Because if you're off a week and you come back and lose – they got to win the next game. Travis? I'm going to go with LSU just because you, you want to win that last game of the season with how up and down this season has been. It's the, the rivalry game. It's at home. You want to have that kind of good taste in your mouth going into the next season after everything that's happened this year. So I think it's going to be important to get a win against LSU. Cease, I think I agree with you. I think it's South Carolina. How do they respond after the week off, after the, the loss to Bama? Um, South Carolina's hot. They they got momentum. They think they got it kind of going over there. They've never beaten the Aggies. And, uh, you know, if, if A&M wins this game, that could really get them on a roll. If they lose, who knows where they go from there. So, all right, guys. I think that's Thanks, it. Alex. Yeah. Thank that you, was, Alex. That was lovely. Um, thank you for, for moderating this little discussion. Thanks, everyone, for watching out there or listening. So uh, if you're listening on the My Nation podcast, uh, thanks so much, and we'll see you next week. It seems like every day, everything just has a way, a way to must have seems. But if we don't watch what we're doing, our hearts will get ruined by silly things. Good loving needs a girl who know that's true If we want to keep it, we got to watch everything that we do yeah, yeah. Don't want to make sure my baby, make sure you're sticking with me Don't want to make sure that we'll be all